Hey Akuo Church, it's great to be with you once again for another week of services. Today we are continuing in this series called Learn To. Now we're in the middle of the second section of this series called Learn To Love. Now this connects to the second part of our four L's of Akuo, which are like the pillars of how we will be in community with Jesus and one another. Those four L's we want to do are listen to God, love people, lead by empowering, and link to our community. Now what we learned last week is that we are supposed to choose love over law. No matter who the person is and no matter what's going on, we are called to love them above any laws that have been set in front of us. Sometimes those laws, that rigid way that we have created ourselves to live our life can actually hinder us. It makes me think of what feels like years and years and years ago, early March. Before any of the COVID hit, before the pandemic, before any shutdowns, we had a birthday party for my son. And it was a big deal for him. He got to invite some of his friends from class. And of course, like the usual cousins and family members came over. And then uh, our, our good family friends came by. And we also got him a bounce house or like a, one of those big castle things that you jump around in. And it was epic. And as a lot of you know, when you host more than 50 people at your house, Everything needs to be like just right. So in the days leading in, we were getting the house clean. I was working on getting the backyard all nice and tidied up and we had to make sure the, the food was all purchased. And uh, the day of, my wife was working on the food and I was like just playing center field or rover, you know, or, or, or I was being the fireman. Wherever there was a fire, I would just go run and like put it out and then go run to the next fire and put that one out and so on and so forth. That was what that day was like for me. Uh, but then the time, it was time for the party to get started. But for the host, the work isn't over when the party starts. At that point, I'm walking around and talking to people and high-fiving and giving the wink and the gun. But really what I'm making sure is that they don't need anything, right? Like, I mean, I just want to make sure that they feel loved and cared for when they're at my house. So the next few hours are a total whirlwind. We make sure that everyone has food on their plates and a drink in their hand. And then it's time for the piñata, right? So you got to get the rope and throw it over the, the branch and make sure it's nice and tight and everything's good. And then it's time for the cake and you got to get the cake cut and then you got to hand that out and then presents and all that stuff. And you got to make sure before everybody leaves that they get their goodie bags. Then all of a sudden, it's over. And at the end of the day, I got a chance to think about the party and being able to see uh, all the friends and family that, that came over. And when it occurred to me, I didn't actually spend any time with anyone. I mean, sure, like I had a chit chat here and a chit chat there, but I didn't spend any real time with the people that came to my house, that people that I fed and entertained for a few hours. These were the, some of the closest family members that were there. Some of my most trusted friends, some of our most trusted friends were in attendance and I was too busy to spend any meaningful time really with any of them. Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever been hosting people at your house, but you were too busy working to enjoy their company? Or have you ever been in a super busy situation with another person with you and you realize that you just kind of blew them off for that hour or so? Or has there ever been a season that you were so busy or so stressed out that you just kind of bailed on the people that are normally around you? I mean, at some point, We've all found ourselves in moments or, or seasons like this, right? Now, I mean, it's one thing to ignore some trusted friends and some close family members when we get busy, but what happens when that like really spins out of control? What happens when we get too busy for God 
Have you ever gone a few days, weeks, or months into busyness and stress and then realize you haven't talked to God at all during that time? If you have, it's okay. You're in good company. I know it's something that I've done before. And there are actual biblical characters that did the same thing to Jesus, a physical Jesus standing in front of them. And we actually find this story uh, in Luke 11. Now, to give some context, Jesus around the mid is about around the midpoint of his ministry. Now, he's not in full-on rock star mode just yet, but people have definitely heard of him and know some of the things he's been doing around the area. Now, during this particular story, Jesus and his disciples are traveling to Jerusalem and they make a stop. So let's take a look at what happens there in Luke. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village called Bethany where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. Now, how many of y'all have been a part of something like this, where you're the one that is part of a team that needs to do some work and you're the only one working? I'm sure Abel feels like that sometimes. I mean, going back to my son's party, I would have been in so much trouble if I just let my wife do all the work for the party. And rightly so, right? Who leaves their partner alone to do all of the work? On top of that, it wasn't like just their, their neighbors or their Theo and Thea coming by. This was Jesus. Jesus was showing up to their house. The Son of God was going to have a meal with them. If God is going to show up, I would imagine that Martha wanted everything to be like on point. It even says in the scripture that it was going to be a big meal. So I get it. Martha is fired up. I don't blame her at all. But she is upset and all kinds of frustrated. So much so that she goes to Jesus to see if he can get Mary to go and help like she's supposed to be doing. I wonder how many like hints throughout that time that she was like dropping to Mary to go and help. So how does Jesus respond? Is he going to chastise Mary? Is he going to explain to Mary that she needs to be helping out her family in this moment? Well, let's go back to the scripture. There it says, But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. So there it is, Jesus. Jesus breaks it down for Martha. He says she is worried and upset over all these details, which says a lot. Jesus can see the meal that she is preparing. Jesus can see the work that needs to get done, but he calls them details. The New Testament's original language is Greek, and when you can look at the original language, you get a much better insight on what was happening. And what I really like here in this section is the Greek word for the phrase worried and upset. Uh, the original word is mermineo, which means to be pulled apart into many pieces. So Jesus was telling Martha that the one thing that Mary had chosen was more important than the many things that Martha had chosen. Now remember back to the start of this series, we were talking about that agapao love, 
a love that is chosen, that is intentional, a love that we decide to hand out. That agapao love connected with the scripture where it said that we need to be loving God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our strength. We need to be choosing to love God in that way. Now, when we look at this story, Mary was doing that. She was more interested in loving God than creating this extravagant meal for him. And Martha, she was missing out. She was missing out on the blessing that comes to those who pay attention to the teachings of Jesus with an attitude of dependence on him. Now, there's a second piece of this that I think can also get overlooked in this section. It's not just about doing work and resting, because that evening, while they're waiting to eat a meal together, Martha is gone. She's missing. Now, what's happening is that Martha is not a part of the group. She is not a part of the community that is being built right there in front of her in her own home. She's so worried about how much work she has to do. Martha is so worried about her tasks that need to be accomplished that she is missing out on spending time with her sister, her brother, who, who we're going to meet later, Jesus, and the rest of the disciples. She missed her chance to get into community with Jesus and one another. And that's what we're all about here at Akuo Church. We exist so people will be in community with Jesus and they will be in community with one another. And it's because of all this that we have a big idea for today. If there's only one thing you remember about this message, let it be this, our big idea, which is love more and labor less. Love more and labor less. Guys, when it comes to loving God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our strength, it doesn't mean that we have to work and work and work until like we run out of energy. Sometimes it can be as simple as sitting down and spending time with him. As a matter of fact, right here, Jesus says that sitting in front of him was one of the only thing that was worth being concerned about. The only thing worth being concerned about. When it comes to Martha, she had many things that were pulling apart, pulling her into pieces. The many things that bothered Martha were her over-the-top preparations for the meal. She had allowed her duties as hostess to become too much. Now, I understand she wanted to honor Jesus with, with an elaborate meal, with this beautiful thing that she laid out in front of him. But an easier meal would have allowed her to get some time to listen to her guest, Jesus. That would have been way better. Now, I'm sure at the end of the night, the guests would have been very appreciative of this great meal that Martha had prepared, but at what cost? Martha would have missed out on all the time with her guests. It makes me think back to the story I shared with you guys at the start. How much more would my guests have liked to spend with me instead of me bouncing from one person to another? How much more would I have enjoyed that time being able to sit and talk with my friends? How much more would they have appreciated an extra 10 minutes of my time over like another soda? In our relationship with God and our relationship with our community, we need to love more and labor less. We need to choose to sit at the feet of Jesus instead of worrying ourselves to pieces about the stuff that we need to get done. Now, this isn't to say that you should just sit back and hang out and everything's going to be handed to you. Martha still had to prepare a meal. It just didn't have to be extravagant. The same thing uh, with, with me at my son's birthday party, right? Now, what's funny is shortly after that party, COVID hit. 
And in that season, we were loving more and laboring less as a community. We were spending all times, kinds of time with God, and we were doing our best to love the people that were able to be around us. Do you remember that? We were praying all the time and coming together in this really amazing spiritual way. But then we got used to everything. We got used to working from home. We got used to Zoom meetings. And we got used to filling our days around the house. By doing these things, we stopped needing God to get through these tough days. We figured out how to keep ourselves so busy that we didn't need to feel the real weight of what was happening in the world. We filled our days up with online shopping or video games or binge watching TV shows, deep cleaning or like sourdough bread. And I think we are more busy now than before the pandemic hit. Since settling in all the Zoom meetups that were going on at the start of this, they've gone away, right? Like hanging out and talking with your friends over Zoom left. All the intentional text messages and phone calls have stopped. And we are just back to the most normal life that we can be living. So what do we do about this? How do we get to a place where we love more and labor less? Well, I mean, the first thing we can do is remind ourselves to spend some time with God. We need to remind ourselves to choose to love God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our strength. And there are a few ways that we can do that. The first thing you can do is create a habit of spending time with God. For me, what normally works best is right after my alarm goes off in the morning, I'll open up my phone and start reading the Bible app where I left off the day before and I get my daily reading done. Then I'll spend some time in prayer and then I get out of bed and get moving. You can also spend time with God before you go to bed or just connecting it to a different part of your day. A few weeks back, Bree explained how we can pair our reading and prayer time with something we're already doing. It can be with anything that you do on a regular day. You could just set up the Bible app to read you a chapter while you're driving to work. Or you can read and pray while you're drinking your morning coffee or eating your lunch. Whatever you do, you can connect it with God's stuff. Now, one of the things I want to encourage all of us to do is set an alarm on our phone for 1042. I want us to set it at that time so we can remember what Jesus said in Luke 1042. Remember, he said, there's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken from her. So let's do that. Let that alarm be a reminder of the only thing worth being concerned about, spending time sitting in front of Jesus. So when the alarm goes off, spend a moment in prayer and sitting in front of Jesus. Now you can set it for a.m. or p.m., whichever one fits your schedule best. Now, here's the fun thing about this alarm. When you say a prayer at that time, you will be praying with our community. We will be praying together as one community. How awesome is that? Now, that sets up the second half of what Jesus had for Martha. Jesus was showing Martha that sitting in front of the Father Sitting in front of Jesus can also be done as a community. Think about the conversations and the jokes and the insights on life that are being thrown around at that meal. Jesus didn't want Martha to miss out on any of that. And I don't want you to miss out on any of that either. That's part of the reason why we want to pray together 
at the same time. We want to sit in front of Jesus as a community. Now, to join in on a more complete experience of community, every single Wednesday night we have a Zoom Bible study. There, we meet up in the main room and listen to some worship from Abel and read through Scripture. Now, right now, we're reading through the book of Philippians, and this week we'll be in chapter 2. So once we're done singing and reading, we'll break off into small groups of five or so and then talk about the Scripture that we read. Then, with that small group, uh, we'll end with prayer. Now, this is the only Bible study group we have going on right now at Akuo Church. But in the coming days, we would love to start some new groups. And if you're interested in helping us lead one of those groups, we will have a link in our chat and on our social media so you can get signed up to do just that. Now, guys, it's so important for us to be in community with the folks we have around us. And it's so important for, for so many reasons. But during this time of crazy, of pandemic, of online learning, of getting back to work, of being reintroduced to, to the outside world once again, we need each other to help us get through us. Sometimes we need each other to help us mourn. And we see that at work once again with Mary, Martha, and Jesus. In this story, Mary and Martha's brother Lazarus has died. As you can imagine, Mary and Martha are an absolute wreck. And Jesus hears about the death of Lazarus and knows what he has to do. Jesus knows that he needs to raise Lazarus from the dead. So Jesus and the disciples set off for the town of Bethany. And when they arrive, Lazarus has been in his tomb for four days. And when Martha hears that Jesus is there in the city, she runs out to go meet him. They speak for a little bit. And then she goes back to get Mary and take her to Jesus. And that's where you pick up in the story. There it says, Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus's grave to weep. So they followed her there. Now when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been there, my brother would not have died. He was deeply moved in spirit and was troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. And they told him, Lord, come and see. And here's one of the shortest verses in the entire Bible. There it says, then Jesus wept. Now there are a few things to unpack about this scripture. First off, there was a group of people at the house with Martha and Mary. They were there to help them grieve over their lost brother. Then when Mary runs out the door, the group of consolers run out the door with her. And I feel like this is a great idea, a great example of how our community can work. When someone is in pain, we need to be there with them. And we need to chase them down to make sure they're okay. It's not enough to wait on someone to send you that they need some help. It's not enough to wait on someone to tell you that they're having a tough time. It's up to us to reach out to them and chase them down. The next part I want to unpack is how Jesus reacts to all of this. Jesus knew what he was going to do. Jesus knew that he was going to bring Lazarus back to life. But when he saw the grief of the people around him, he was deeply moved and troubled. I imagine this is a lot like what we talked about last week. 
This is Jesus moving in compassion, which in Greek is translated to mean a moving of the bowels, or as my friend Pastor Lee Wong calls it, a stomach-churning sickness. So here's Jesus looking at his friends. He spent a lot of time with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, and he's looking at Mary and Martha. And even though Jesus knows that he is going to wipe away all their sadness by just speaking a few words, Jesus still weeps. And I mean, it's not like a hysterical fall to his knees and cry out kind of crying, but he's standing there and he's just weeping. All he could do was cry. He shared in their sadness. He shared in their brokenness. He stood there with them and cried, even though he knew everything was going to be okay. And guys, I want you to know that he is here with us now. There might be things that are making us sad and broken down, knowing that this world is in not great shape right now. He's sitting there with us and weeping. He's sitting with each and every one of us and feeling every bit of pain and brokenness that we are feeling. And he has an arm around us, letting us know that things will be okay. He's letting us know that through him, things can be made right. Jesus would eventually raise Lazarus up from the dead, but Lazarus wasn't the only one that would raise from the dead. Just like Lazarus, Jesus knew how this was going to end for him. He knew that he was going to have to lay his life down as a sacrifice for all of us. And he says that much. Let's take a look there back in John 11. There, Jesus says, I'm the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Now, what Jesus is talking about here is the life we will lead after death, what we will do for the rest of eternity. According to Jesus, if we simply believe in him, we will be able to walk with him in heaven forever. It's that simple. You don't have to jump through a bunch of religious hoops. There's no amount of good deeds, confessions, door knocking, meal cooking, Zoom meetings, or anything that can get you into an eternity with Jesus. All it takes is sitting at his feet. All it takes is a simple belief in him. Now, for some of you, you have never started a relationship with Jesus, and that's okay. You can start right here, right now. It doesn't matter how many bad things you've done. It doesn't matter how many bad things you are going to do. Jesus will continue to love you. He died for all of your sins, not just some of them. So let's bow all of our heads if you want to start that relationship with Jesus today. And if you want to hang out with him for all of eternity, I want you to pray with me today. And if this is your first time doing that, it might be a little bit scary, but I want you to know that we are all in this together with you. So we are all going to bow our heads as a community because here at Akuo Church, no one prays alone. So let's bow our heads and you can just pray something like this with me. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for loving me and taking care of me. Right now, I want you to know that I believe. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you are the one and only way to the Father and to an eternity in heaven. And the best way I know how, I want to follow you. I am choosing to love you. Thank you for everything that you've done for us. 
And we pray all of these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, I want you to do something else that might be a little bit out of your comfort zone. I want you to type into the chat, I choose Jesus. So just type those three words in the chat right now. Now, I want you to know that I am so proud of you. God is so proud of you. All of heaven is celebrating the decision that you made right now. And I want Akuo Church to do the exact same thing. So as we see people write, I choose Jesus in the chat, I want us to celebrate that. So type in some excited emojis, maybe like some fireworks, some confetti, you know, one of those, get the dancing lady going on there. Uh, You know, any emoji that conveys excitement, I want you to throw it in there and celebrate what has happened here today. Now, if you've been a believer, whether it's been for the last five decades or like the last five seconds, it just happened right here, right now. And you need some help loving more and laboring less. I want you to pray this prayer along with me. So just bow your heads and say something like this. Jesus, I know that I'm busy, but help me put aside all of that to sit at your feet. I don't want to miss out on you in my life. Help me set things aside to spend time with you and the community that you have put around me. Help me love more and labor less. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. Thank you for choosing to love me. Amen. Now, thanks to all of you for being a part of our service here at Akuo. If you need anything at all, don't hesitate to message us on our social media platforms or by going to our website, akuo.church, that's A-K-O-U-O.church, to contact us, or you can call or text us at 210-901-8785. Now, if you liked our service and you want to share it with someone or you missed out on any of our other services that we've done over the last few weeks, you can always go back and watch them on our YouTube channel. You can also listen to our services while you're in the car or on a run or, or whatever by downloading our audio podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Now, while you're there uh, on any of these, please subscribe, like, and rate the sermons. By doing this, the algorithms of each site will put us in front of more and more people. So please help us spread the gospel of Jesus by doing something very, very simple. Next, I want to talk about how we practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, we believe that when you trust God with anything in your life, no matter what it is, family, friends, job, anything, we believe that when you trust God with that, there's a blessing. And we believe that it's the same thing with your finances. Now, I'm not saying that because you tithe, you're going to get in a Maserati or win the lottery or anything crazy like that, but you will receive a blessing. You'll receive an understanding that you know you can trust in God in whatever part of your life that you have going on. Now, the way that you can do that, that you can tithe here at Akuo Church, is by going to our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O.church. And when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have two new ways that you can tithe here at Akuo. The first new way is we have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount that you want to tithe to the number 779 
1-800-227-7677. When you do that, the first time you will have to sign up, but after that, tithing is as simple as sending a text message. We also have our P.O. Box up and going if you'd like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. Now, one of the ways we are using your tithes is by linking to our community. And we will be throwing our first ever event in just a few weeks. This Halloween, we will be linking to our community by serving all of the parents and kids with a safe trunk or treat experience. And it'll be drive-through. We will all be wearing masks. All the volunteers will be wearing masks. All the candy will be pre-wrapped in little bags ahead of time. Not only that, we're gonna have those little like grabber things to hand the kids candy uh, without having to like reach our arms or face into their car or anything like that. Uh, by doing this in these ways, this should be safer than going to pick up food from a drive-through. So we wanna invite you to join us on that day. If you have kids, we want you to drive through and let us serve you. We want you to tell your neighbors, your friends, your family to go and let us serve them. Or if you wanna help, you can click on the link in the chat right now or you can go to our social media channels and find the link to sign up to help. We have so many ways you can help. You can have one of the cars that will be handing out candy. You can help by wrapping candy bags ahead of time. Uh, you can help with our safety or traffic teams to make sure uh, that we are having the safest time possible. Or you can just make a contribution towards the supplies that we need for this event. This will be taking place on Halloween, Saturday, October 31st from four to six o'clock in the church parking lot. Now, one last thing. Each Wednesday night, we have a Bible study through Zoom. I know we talked about it already, but we would love to see you there. The link for the meeting is in all of our social media. All right, guys, that's all we have for you today in our 15th service. I want you to know that I love all of you, and I'm praying for each and every one of you all week long. So before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. So, Jesus, as everybody clicks off their browser, turns off their TV, and puts their phones away, I ask that you would be speaking to them in all the amazing ways that you speak. I ask that you would help them choose love this week. I pray that you would help them love more and labor less. Jesus, remind them that your love comes easy and that we can give more love to all the people around us by simply sitting at your feet. We love you, and we pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, that's it, guys. We'll see you on Wednesday at our Zoom group.